not off. Like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock with my guys, Lucas Widman, Edward Lewis. Fellas, we're going to start with something we have not yet talked about here on TMZ Sports. Just kidding. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Let, let's talk about it, guys. We've seen it all now. We've seen Travis, uh, Travis's mom, Donna Kelsey, sitting with Taylor Swift in the luxury suite. We've seen Travis and Taylor walking in the bowel of Hourhead Stadium after the game. We've seen them leaving in a convertible together. But guys, for the first time, finally, Travis Kelsey is actually breaking his silence and he is talking about Taylor Swift and everything that went on Sunday in Kansas City. So, of course, uh, Travis, along with his uh, great center of a brother, have uh, their uh, podcast, incredibly successful, actually the number one podcast uh, going right now when it comes to sports, New Heights, uh, new episode this week. Of course, they weren't going to do this episode without talking about Taylor Swift. Without further ado, here it is. How's it feel that uh, Taylor Swift has finally put you on the map? <laughs> Shout out to Taylor for uh, for pulling up. That was pretty ballsy. That was pretty ballsy. Yeah, I um, I just thought it was awesome how everybody in the suite had nothing but great things to say about her. You know, the the friends and family. She looked amazing. Everybody was talking about her in a, in great light. And on top of that, uh, you know the the day went perfect for Chiefs fans. Of course, <laughs> we scripted all, ladies and gentlemen. To see the slow motion chest bumps, to see the 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 high fives with mom. It was definitely a game I'll remember. That's for damn sure. Um, and then we just slid off in the getaway car at the end. Took my Chevelle to the game, and yeah. Got the convertible, baby. Oh, yeah. You already know, having fun flying around, breaking all the speed limits and that thing. Shout out to Taylor for coming through and seeing me rock the stage. So this is really wow. rare, guys, because if anyone has been following Taylor Swift's relationships in the past or who she's even been connected to, no one ever really talks because they're actors or musicians who never really have to do interviews <laughs> except for when they have a project coming out so they right. can promote it. But here's Travis Kelsey, who has the most available ability out of anybody he has a weekly podcast he has post-game interviews practice interviews he has a brother who won't stop talking so it's really we weird to hear a guy talk about his um you know developments with taylor swift but um one yeah thing I, I didn't expect him to give all that that right. was way more than i thought he was gonna say right and because of that availability i feel like he did have to address it and just say hey this is what's going on it was great like this is my reaction to it but at the end he did say if anyone asks me moving forward i'm just gonna say all right now because this is my personal life this is a personal development and i personally don't want to fumble the bag <laughs> there was also a lot of talk about like whether or not this was a, a plant right by the nfl or something like that like mm. to, to bring taylor to the game she was obviously very visible to lucas's point she really isn't uh, there's not a whole lot of visibility with her and her relationships in the past and for yeah. her to do this on what appears to be a second or third date seems pretty crazy but to hear travis talk i mean he said she looked great uh yeah. they talked about yeah. going on a date afterward i mean it felt very authentic it didn't right. feel like, got along uh, great with his mom ed right yeah, i mean that's a big step in a relationship Donna. isn't it yeah, and it just seemed very, very real, very authentic. I don't, I don't get the vibe that this is some sort of plant. Now, who knows where it's going to go from here? I mean, maybe the the date went after and it was pretty cold or whatever. But he yeah. seemed to be very into it and very about it. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. And, and as you were talking, Ed, and 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 some people, uh, not some people, a lot of people have have thought this was some grand plan either by Commissioner Goodell or the league. I mean, the NFL has uh, obviously they have fully accepted this. Uh, how many followers? Look, they've got uh, what thirty over thirty million, thirty three, thirty four million followers just on X alone they've changed it nfl taylor's version 
I uh, have never seen anybody before, any celebrity that has actually seemingly, at least to me, felt bigger than the game. As a matter of fact, we talked to Ryan Clark, the former, uh, you know, very good, very, very good Steelers defender. Uh, was w- with them forever. Now is uh, one of the hosts on Inside the NFL. Obviously, was keeping a close eye on the Chiefs game and watched all of this unfold over the weekend. Here was Ryan Clark on Taylor Swift and her impact. There's very few things or people in the world that can be bigger than the NFL, even for a second, right? The the MLB and NBA, NHL, they're all trying to figure out how to be what the NFL is. And Taylor Swift comes to a game for a day, and it totally changes it. And here's the, the crazy part. Kim Kardashian dated Reggie Bush. Yep. Giselle was married to Tom Brady. And the world never stopped for those people. When Taylor Swift was sitting in the suite with Donna Kelsey, it totally changed the dynamic of that game. And when Patrick Mahomes is out on the field playing against a team that decided to draft Mitchell Trubisky instead of him, and he's absolutely doing it big, nobody cares because freaking Taylor Swift's in the suite uh, saying, let's go. And you, and you talk about, we talked Josh Allen with Haley Steinfeld, uh, right? uh, Kristen Cavallari with Jay Culler. I mean, the list goes on and on and right. on. And those, those are like big stories, huge, right? Huge stories with huge stars and, and nothing compared to Taylor. I, I, I can speak to a personal anecdote. We were at the bar and they was kind of humming and buzzing. And when Taylor jumped on the screen, the bar exploded. <laughs> I, I've never, it was as if somebody just scored seven touchdowns. It was crazy. This, this whole thing has been wild. It's all because of the Swifties too, because we were talking about this earlier with, with Kim Kardashian and Odell, how they were hanging out, and we were yeah. like, "Well, what would be the bigger couple?" And I foolishly said Kim K and OBJ. Oh yeah, no, can I change? My, can I change my answer to that too? By far, <laughs> by far, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, and it's all because of those Swifties. All right, guys, moving on to Colin Kaepernick. Now, Colin Kaepernick actually fellas, wrote a letter to the Jets general manager Joe Douglas. Days after Aaron Rodgers went down uh, with that serious injury on Monday Night Football, not asking to be the uh, team's starting quarterback, no, actually asking to be signed to the team's practice squad, guys. So if you want to read the full letter, and it's all interesting, you go to the TMZ Sports website, but here's part of it. I'd be honored and extremely grateful for the opportunity to come in and lead the practice squad. I would do this with the sole mission of getting your defense ready each week. Now, guys, this was about 10 days ago. Obviously, he has not been signed, and it does not seem like he is going to be signed, at least not by the Jets. Yeah, they ended up signing Trevor Simeon instead, yeah. and I, I, I to the practice squad. Look, I, I don't, I don't want to be naive here and, and you know make this thing uh, maybe smaller or bigger than what it is, but it's past the point of politics in my opinion. I mean, he hasn't played oh, since yeah. 2016 season. 2016, he's, guys. He's 35 years old. I mean, listen to like some of the names that currently are unsigned at other positions. I mean, Des Bryant, Leonard Fournette. I mean, you could go on and on and on about superstars, legitimate superstars who last played even more recently who don't have teams. So yeah, I mean, just as tons you could go dozens of guys that are like why is this guy not an NFL team anymore I mean maybe a few years ago you can make the case but it's just been so long and how could you argue that obviously Trevor Simeon hasn't won a lot of big games but he's played more recent he's younger I, I, I it's just I don't know I think and, and I don't think anybody players. thinks Trevor Simeon's the savior I, I haven't heard a single person I don't know Trevor Simeon's mom thinks that <laughs> it's not he's not the savior but look, not playing quarterback for seven years it's hard and there there is rust there, there is rust 
and I, I'm going to preface this by saying I'm a big Kaepernick fan, and, and I, I, I even had his uh, GQ Citizen of the Year magazine framed in my living room. Yeah. But I think at, at some point does this become, do I want to play football or do I want people to talk about me? Because let's be completely honest, he says, this is a zero-risk opportunity for me to put me on the practice squad. There is not zero risk here because there will be backlash, whether you agree with him or not. But yeah. it, look, this is way more than that. And even if they did want to take a risk on him, they just would not want that backlash. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's Colin Kaepernick, uh, and he's he's done a lot of good stuff, obviously, away from the football field. I think uh, he's probably now just a victim of his own fame. He's so famous. You don't want your uh, the guy, your practice squad quarterback to be the most famous guy on the team. And, uh, you know, lots of questions, a lot of other players being asked questions. And I, I think at the end of the day, Maybe headache is the wrong word, but maybe too much of a distraction to bring in someone like Colin Kaepernick. I am joined by a very powerful friend of mine, the one, the only, Jade Cargill on the show. Jade, how are you? I'm doing great, Mojo. How are you doing? I'm excited. I'm excited for you. You are not only the talk of the professional wrestling world. You are the talk of the entire sports world in general. And that's saying something considering the NFL season just started. But here you are at the WWE Performance Center, no longer with AEW, new contract, new life. Tell us about how all this went down and how it's going so far. I mean, talking to Paul, Bruce, and Nick, it just was an easy choice, you know. Um, they made me feel welcome. The entire WWE um, universe made me feel welcome. I want to create a legacy. You know, I want to have my name in lights. I want to be a household name. And the choice was inevitable. So was this kind of something that was in your back pocket for a little bit? Or, when you know, when your contract was up, you started to look around and see what was available? Or, you know, was this the plan the whole time kind of thing? No, not in general. Um, this was something that, you know, I've been going back and forth with my head in like the past couple of months, you know, if this is really what I want to do and taking this leap because you never know, you know, in wrestling, things can go left, it can go right and go up and, and down. And, you know, I just took the time to the time I was home, I took the time to really register and determine what I wanted to do in this industry. And taking the leap was the best thing I could do. Well, I know you know the internet is absolutely exploding. This is a move that everybody is talking about. I mean, your run in AEW was absolutely incredible. Your unbeaten streak lasted so long. I mean, you coming to WWE is a dream situation for, for so many fans. You know, fans love to play those fantasy matchups. And with how you perform, the power that you have, I mean, now there's just so many dream matches that are actually attainable, that are on the table now. We're talking about Nia Jax, Bianca Belair, Charlotte, Rhea Ripley, all four powerful women that you're going to be squaring off with here soon. How do you feel about these ladies? Is there one in particular that uh, you just can't wait to get in the ring with? I mean, again, this is going to be awesome. Um, You know what? I'm excited to work with these ladies. They're phenomenal. You know, they've been uh, working their butt off in the system for years. Um, give them their flowers. I mean, these are the best women in wrestling in the world. Um, so for me to even share a, the ring with them is phenomenal in general. I want them all. I want <laughs> them all. You can bring on the Rhea Ripley's as well. You know, uh, well, <laughs> every single one of them, you know, those matches are going to put butts in seats. They're going to sell tickets. I mean, me working with Bianca Belair is going to be a main event match on WrestleMania. I think everybody can say that. 
I'm just excited to be here and I'm excited to work with such stellar women. I want to ask too, we, we know how your career has gone as a professional wrestler so far. We know how that's been defined. What is your mission? What is your end goal? What do you want to be remembered for, for this, uh, this run that is now officially starting? Bet on yourself, create a legacy for yourself. You know, uh, a lot of people will probably be afraid to make the jump. I made the, the jump because I wanted to create something for myself, a legacy, a household name. You know, I want my daughter to look at me and just not her father, but look at me and say, you know what? My mom did this and I can do this. You know, I want her to know that she can do any and everything that she wants to do as long as she puts her mind to it and she works for it. And I want to show these little boys and girls out here that, you know, don't let anyone define you. Go out there and create something for yourself. And if you want it, you can obtain it. You know, just work and you got it. I love it. That just gave me chills, got me all hyped up. Jay, this is incredible. I'm so happy for you as a friend. This is really, really cool stuff to see. Uh, we wish you the best of luck. We can't wait to see how this run is going to go. I know you got your hands full, a lot of things going on. I know how crazy that WWE Performance Center is, and it's probably even crazier than when I was there. So again, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Incredible, incredible stuff. Congratulations. Thank you for having me, Mojo. I appreciate it, guys. Coming up next in TMZ Sports, Steelers legend James Harrison. He was a defensive player of the year, a two-time Super Bowl champion, and the guy made a ton of Pro Bowls. But is he a football Hall of Famer? We're going to ask James that question. Have a feeling his answer is actually going to shock us. We'll hear from the great outside linebacker next on TMZ Sports. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas, Macy's, or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal, or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike Edward and Lucas. Fellas, James Harrison, one of the most dominant defensive players of his generation. The guy won two Super Bowls. He was a five-time Pro Bowler and even won Defensive Player of the Year back in 2008. He also said something that I don't think I've ever heard football player, even an athlete, say. He does not think that he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, pretty shocking stuff from James Harrison. We recently had a conversation with the former superstar offensive lineman. We asked him that question. Hey, James, do you think that you belong in the Hall? And I didn't see this coming. In your mind, are you a Hall of Famer, though? In my mind, I don't believe that I am. Um, I believe I, you know, I, I, I set a standard as a stiller that, you know, I was able to hold up to that to that lure. Um, as far as uh, Hall of Fame, you know, it's a lot of things that goes into that. And um, I believe numbers is one of those things, you know. And when you look at my numbers, they just don't, you know, for me, they don't equate, you know, to – what you know what the number should be and then you have guys you know they'll say well you know you only started six years you know 
well, I still got to play, you know, a long tenure. Where they're like, yeah, but you only got to start six. If you would have had another, you know, six years starting, then your numbers would have been different. Well, well, if it was fifth, we all would be drunk too. So, but it's not what it is. So. That's, you know, that's just how I feel. He's such a unique case uh, uh, because he he's not necessarily wrong. I mean, a, yeah. a lot of the pass rushers who are in the Hall of Fame have over 100 sacks. Right. I he's think he's about 85 in. 84 right? and a yeah. half is his total. And, and obviously, he's not a big interception guy because he was a pass rusher. I think he only ended up with about eight interceptions. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though, Ed, he made a big interception in the biggest game of his life. And that's exactly where, <laughs> where I was going to transition into. He has made such a difference in big games. Uh, two Super Bowl champions. And, and in one of them, like you said, in the game against the Cardinals or yeah. against Kurt Warner, he made the, the play of the game, the, right. the reason why the, the Steelers were the champions. Right, and I think that's one of the best Super Bowl plays, you know, outside of a few plays, yeah. they, you know, David Tyree and whatnot. That's a great, great play. Right, so so how do you balance that? You know, how do you yeah. balance a guy who maybe doesn't have the stats but has all the history? It's kind of like Julian Edelman argument. Like, Julian Edelman yeah. doesn't have all the stats, but, man, he was a great player in the postseason for such a long time and a, and a reason why Tom Brady and the Patriots have so many Super Bowls. So yeah. I, I, it's, it's a tough debate. I think he probably is, but he's not wrong. His numbers don't yeah. necessarily stack up. What do you think, Lucas? I think it's a sigh of relief for all the voters because they're going to yeah. watch this interview and be like, all right, well, that just made the decision yeah. easier for what us. What he should have said, I'm like, going to kick anyone's ass who doesn't vote for me. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, boom, you know, first ballot. But what, uh, The first guy to unanimously receive all first ballot <laughs> No, but it, it is uh, really refreshing, though, because you, we ask people a lot. And, you know, I remember Donovan McNabb was one of those guys who was like, I am for sure a Hall of Famer. I, you know, look at my, my stats, my accomplishments, everything that I did. And to finally have someone be like, you know what? No, I didn't do enough. It's like, wow, like the honesty is just so refreshing. It, it really is. With all that said, because he was so honest about it, I, I really hope he gets into the Hall of Fame now, I'll be honest. Fellas, baseball season, at least a regular season, uh, winding down here. And last night in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, the Phillies clinched uh, a playoff berth. No, they didn't win the division, obviously, the uh, the Atlanta Braves. Uh, they've got that on lock uh, for the NL East. A lot of people think uh, they're one of the best team, if not the best team in the league right now. But Phillies are uh, going to be in the playoffs. And, and guys, last night after they uh, clinched the playoff berth, they absolutely lost it. Take a look. couple things here. Uh, very interesting song choice. Uh, that is Dancing on My Own by Robin. Came out in 2010. Uh, Which we've been told is a huge hit. I've never heard it before. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure Connor hit. was walking around the office like <laughs> it was know. living on a prayer or something. <laughs> and, and I'm like, yeah, I know the song. But uh, the real MVP of the night was Brandon Marsh because uh, you see that video of him on the Mechanical Bull at uh, Xfinity Live. And he was having the time of his life. He even took off his belt. His belt off? To do what is he it. doing and, and, to the like, bull? No one was worried about him getting injured i mean he um, he might oh, have been can drunk you imagine lucas right before the playoffs but everything ended up okay because he uh started rocking out to oh can you imagine if he got shot off the bull god forbid but like shot off the bull and the shoulder <laughs> dislocated or something 
Oh, no. And his pants, his pants are loose, too. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, that, that's my whole problem with all this. I mean, obviously, he's probably not going to get hurt on the bull. But man, act like you've been there before, right? I mean, the, the Phillies are a storied franchise. They won World Series before. They were actually in the World Series last year. Yeah. I mean, this is a great, great franchise. And to clinch the yeah. wild card spot, and we're taking off our pants on a bull right. riding. Like, like let's let's settle down here. Let's listen to mediocre songs in the locker room. And <laughs> that no one's fine. heard of. And that's fine. Get that yeah. done and out of the way. But let's, let's act like you've been there before. Play a game today. And then maybe when you win your playoff series, you can take off your pants on the board. How dare you call Robin dancing on a <laughs> my own, I can't read my writing, an average song, mediocre song. It's a classic. All right, fellas, before we go, there's some talk that Taylor Swift could actually be at the Chiefs game this weekend. So the Chiefs are playing the New York Jets uh, in New Jersey, just a few miles away from where Taylor Swift spends a lot of her time in New York City. It's an away game for the Chiefs, though. What do you think, guys? Is there any chance that she is at this game on Sunday? I do, and I hope so. Oh, I hope so, too. <laughs> because Travis Kelsey is on my fantasy team. If they're, they're going to keep giving him <laughs> touchdowns because Taylor Swift is in the crowd, then sign me up. I hope she's on the field. I hope she's doing TikToks with Jackson Mahomes. Whatever oh, no. they can do. Uh, but she seems to be a good luck charm, so keep it going, Chiefs. I, I, w- I would bet no. Uh, I think people would call her thirsty for doing it two weeks in a <laughs> row. But I will bet that she is at a Chiefs game at some point down the road. Some point this season. All right, there it is. We'll, we'll see what happens. We've got a lot of football left to play. Uh, all right, fellas, we are uh, about out of time. We've got a big one uh, tomorrow, too. I'm sure there'll be more Taylor and Travis. We are also going to be joined by Logan Paul. Logan Paul, who is fighting Dylan Danis on October 14th. We are so close, just about two weeks away from that massive fight. And uh, this uh, trash talk so real. Uh, there is a, a lawsuit. There is a restraining order. I mean, this is more than your typical trash talk, guys. And tomorrow we are actually going to be joined by the one and only Logan Paul. We'll see you then.